Welcome to Commerce Collective. This is Sonny. And I'm Quinn. And today we're going to be talking about, we're going to have little bite-sized episodes for you. This week we're going to have our comic books that came out this week that we liked. Um, Mar- talk about how Marvel spoiled their own occasion, but you know, it was all good. If you're an X-Men fan, you're going to love the team. Um, the new, the brand new team is going to um, show up in the new X-Men number one and it's going to be great. It's going to be a great day. So let's talk about it. What are we talking about first, Glenn? Oh, boy. Um, man, there's so much to choose from this week. Uh, so much. Right, you know what? Let's go with uh, Marvel. Marvel started a new, or not a new, they restarted an old imprint of What If this week with Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow. Yes. And uh, Chip Zdarsky, uh, someone that I love to follow, along with Matt Hollingsworth doing the art. Um Boy, they did a really good job on this issue. At first, I started to read it, and mm-hmm. uh, at first, it felt like kind of the same. You know what I mean? Like we we know this story. We know that, um, right? You know, spy. So the story is about um, Spider Man when he first uh, gets the Venom symbiote, and he doesn't quite know what it is yet, and so right. he ends up taking it to um, Mister Fantastic, mm-hmm. and he is trying to get it analyzed, and he's starting to get more aggressive. Uh, people in his life are starting to worry about him, and all throughout this, he is fighting Hobgoblin, um, who he humiliates and unmasks, and uh, that ends up with some ramifications. <laughs> yeah. um, and that's where this book took a hard dive for me, like, I did not see that ending coming. Um, uh, like, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, Chip Zdarsky always seems to impress me. I really liked him on uh, Spider-Man Life Story when he did that book. Yeah. And that's what that's what made me want to pick this up as well. Right. Um, but again, the art's really solid. It's uh, Matt Hollingsworth, which, if I'm not mistaken, was a uh, Thor alumni on Jason Aaron's run. Um, so I, I, I knew that I was going to love this book. Um, but I think the art is really solid. I really like the new design that they gave for uh, Peter Parker when he turns into Venom at the very end of the issue. Uh, he's more venomous than he is uh, Spider-Man at that point, and I really like it. <laughs> but uh, what did you think about this, Sonny? Oh, yeah, I, I kind of echo what you said. It was like, you know, we've seen so many stories with Peter get the symbiote after, after the uh, Secret Wars event. And he comes back and he's like more stoic and, you know, he's more serious, less jokey because this symbiote mm-hmm. makes him a little bit harder than he, what he usually would be. Um, I saw a lot of people comment that they love Spider-Man stories when he's more serious. Like when he came back and doing the Civil War event with back in Black, but no symbiote, but mm-hmm. Aunt May had just got shot. So he had got a little bit more harder and he had a little edge to him. And I, I think those stories with Peter... You know, when he's more serious, it shows how dangerous he can be. And people think Spider-Man is a joke. He's not a joke. Like, Yeah. Oh, man, it, this, it, this story definitely shows that side of him. <laughs> right, because he's definitely, he definitely ha- kind of has like that whole, um, that Superman thing where it's like, you know, he, he it's, it takes a lot for him to hold back and not hurt people. Because mm-hmm. we see it in the scene in the story when uh, Mary Jane's trying to wake him up. And he just has a nightmare and he turns around, swings, yeah, and knocks her across the room. It's like he gotta fight that every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, can you imagine just waking up one day and you got super strength and then you got to open a door and you don't pull the door off the handle? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's pretty much akin to like, imagine having to like tiptoe every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> like you have to consciously focus on the fact that you need to tiptoe in order to walk about your daily life. That's probably right. how these superheroes are, especially exactly. Spider-Man, because yeah, Spider you know, like another another example in the comic book that's so good. Uh, while he's fighting um, the Hobgoblin, he's he shoots some webs past Hobgoblin. He's like, um, "Oh, you're slipping. You missed." And he's like, "Nope." And then he fucking he pulls the car and hits the car and hit him behind him. He pulls the car. Yeah. People complain. Spider Man, he's not that strong. I'm like, dude, he doesn't do stuff like that. If he did, he, he just he 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 could pick up cars. It's not an issue for him to pick up a car. He just chooses not to. Yeah. And uh, and man, I thought it was crazy that um, at the um, at the end of the comic, I don't want to spoil what happens, but uh, Hobgoblin totally crosses the line, and I thought it was crazy to see him like spin him up into the web on the light post, and then just like proceeds to like shove his thumbs into his eyes. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, you know how he is with Aunt May, you know? Oh, so. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he doesn't play. Yeah, does not this play. was definitely a solid issue, and um, I don't know if you uh, read that like little article that they put at the very end of the book that Chip Zdarsky wrote. Yeah, but uh, I'm really excited because what they're doing with What If books now is that this will be like the first one, but they're not going to contain it to a single issue anymore. They're going to do like miniseries, so they're essentially doing, I guess, closer to what like DC's doing right now with like Black Label. And so, like, maybe not with a hard edge, but, like, stories out of continuity. Uh, I, I would like to compare it to Elseworlds, but, like, DC doesn't call, even call their book Elseworlds anymore. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I really like that this issue. It, it was a really solid start, and I can't wait to see the rest. Yeah, like I said, again, the art is um, beautiful. It's Pascal Fair that does, yeah. is just doing the art. Oh, isn't it? And- yeah, his and his. I'm look like in the book when he does the uh, Fantastic Four costumes. That's the Fantastic Four costumes mm-hmm. that I remember growing. Where they, they look more like just black and white. Like I, I, I love those books when I was a kid. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah. The, all in all, the art's good. It's a is an interesting take on the same old, you know, symbiote story. Yeah. But it's so it's so funny to me how the symbiote, like. I guess it was early on in the, in the in adventures with the symbiote, how Peter couldn't master that symbiote, but other people who have had symbiote have mastered the symbiote. Yeah, it's, it's just like really weird. Like I guess it was, I guess the symbiote was in his if it's it's infancy, if you want to. I guess that um, way he couldn't. It's just weird the story, like how it, like Peter never was able to tame it. Yeah. Well, um, I think that also goes back to just like who was writing it and at what time like there was a big difference in time versus like when Venom when it was introduced and when the symbiote was introduced and so maybe they wanted that struggle for Peter Parker but it wasn't so important for them to have that struggle with um, uh, Eddie at first because they they needed him as a villain at the time so yeah it's an interesting thing you bring up about him like struggling with the symbiote but I guess also, other people that have had the symbiote, I guess, early on after Eddie Brock, uh, all kind of had hate in their heart, too. So, like, 
at the time, the way they were writing the symbiote is like they were just letting the symbiote do its thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, even the next time he did it, he couldn't control it. Even when when uh, Agent um, Agent Anti Venom died, and they had like the Venom gave the symbiote to Peter, mm-hmm. it was like controlling him a little bit, and he had to get the symbiote off. Yeah, like it's just it's, it's just weird how it happened. Like Peter just doesn't have control over. It. It's just so yeah. weird. But all right, so on to the next book. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll go with another one that I know that you have read. At least I hope you have. Uh, Prey, the Prey finale from Thor fourteen. Have you read that? Yes, I have. Okay, so we finally have the finale to Prey. So Doctor Donald Blake has uh come for his revenge, and finally we're seeing the showdown of uh Thor inside the Destroyer armor and Odin going after um Donald Blake, and boy. He wrecked him. <laughs> yeah, like, it which was is hardly a fight. Yeah, it's always like, I mean, I I would assume that the destroy armor would have been like the Deus Ex and that because he he would he whooped them like they whooped them and like it was a part where he was like, oh, thanks for helping me, Beta a Beta Ray Bill and blah blah blah. I'm like, but you was whooping his ass. Like what happened? Yeah. <laughs> like the art just like it shifted a little bit, so that's why. Thor is not really in my top because I think to me it felt like it was rushed. But yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there was there was some interesting moments. One of my favorite pages is when Thor finally returns back to life or returns back to right. our our Earth dimension. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and like breaks out of the um, destroyer armor. I felt like that page was just like really stunning to me. Um, yeah, he looked like he's stepping out of a, a mech unit yeah. or something like. Zzz. And and I love how, like <laughs> they subvert expectations as to what like an ending should be. Uh, sometimes right. it works and sometimes it doesn't. But I really like in this book that Odin is like gonna get his moment. Like we all think that's where it's gonna go. He's gonna just like crush Donald Blake and call it a day because even he like gets upset and he's like you know, son, please, like, this is my mistake. I have to fix this. And he was like, no, like, no. Well, like, we, we're going to do this my way this time. You know, I'm the king. You know, send send my mother, you know, my love. My love, like, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to do he, this. He, which is funny because he doesn't even know that Freya left him and shit. No, <laughs> no. And, and I think that that little layered uh, will be interesting <laughs> later on with that broken family dynamic. Um, right, because where, wherever she is, she probably was some human or something. Yeah, but uh, I, again, I say this all the time. I'm just gonna gush about Donnie Cates forever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I really love that he folds everything that he has ever worked on in Marvel together, and so I really liked, as I said uh, on our last podcast when we were talking about this book. Um, I really liked that he folded in Doctor Strange, which was really just a small run that he did. Um, right. I think it was like right after Jason Aaron's run or someone. Um, but uh, I, I really like that he folded him in, but he didn't like overshine Thor at the same time. Um, what I find really interesting about the end of this issue is that he defers to Loki um, to handle Do- Dr. Donald Blake. Uh, and we see that Loki essentially denounces his title of the God of Lies, and right. he he does some kind of uh, mysticism or something. Uh, ends up, you know, 
sending a serpent after uh, Dr. Donald Blake and says, ever shall you reign. You know, you'll now sit on the throne as the god of lies. And so uh, I don't know what that's going to mean for Donald Blake, but it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, so it's like apparently people were saying that was done to locate, you know, that that whole situation was done to him. Uh, and he's just he's returning the favor to um to Donald Blake. Yeah. With the whole with the whole snake thing. See, I, um, I mean, and I do like that um Donnie Cates run in particular and even Jason Aaron's run. They they're giving us new Thor villains and not retreading the whole like, you know, arch enemy thing with Loki. Like Loki has had a lot of growth over the years, not even just within this run. But he's had a lot of growth over the years. I'm I'm liking that they're continuing that too. Yeah, it was cool. I liked that. But um, like Donny Cates, apparently he's like I used to read Thor back in the in the nineties and stuff, and the stories were kind of cool. Yeah. Um, this is before a thing like Thor. That's when they really they really uh, wrote Thor like he was like Shakespearean. Like, oh god, mm-hmm. like it, I had to be really into the story for me to continue to read it. But yeah. I like Thor is the type of person that I think that um he should always be. Like I love Thor, I love him. Yeah, but it's like I think he shouldn't. I don't think he should be an Avenger. I like when he wasn't on the team, and then he came in to help, and he just like changed the tide of battle. Yeah, Thor should be like that Superman. Like he just changes everything when he comes in. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, essentially now, like he has the Odin power again, and this time he's owning it. It's his now. Yeah. Um, he's still he's you know he's still the God of Thunder. We saw that they they count they they change all that from the movies and put it into into his character in the comic book like he he doesn't need the hammer if he if he doesn't need it or whatever right. you know um i like that they bring back his 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 past being a, a god like being a mortal when he had yarnborn and stuff like that all that i think was that that was jason aaron though right yes yeah, so that was jason aaron and yarnborn as far as i know was offered to better beta ray bill in his series that just came out recently however uh he is very upset with uh asgard as a whole right now and didn't accept the weapon right because he wants a hammer yeah i mean he wants his own i mean he, it ideally he wants stormbreaker back but yeah right right well sorry uh yeah <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That was a really good issue. I can't wait to see what they do next for Thor. But I, I really think they're gonna end up. Donald Blake is gonna come back, and it's gonna be another Ragnarok because of him. Right. Yeah. So what are we gonna talk about next, my guy? Um, I want to touch on Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, this is a new right. a new jumping point. I know you haven't read this yet. Uh, but this is a, this yeah. is a jumping on point. Uh, I can say that being someone who did not read the previous twelve issues. Um, but this is kind of coming off hot, hot off the heels of uh, Empire, which was, uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion, a mixed event. Um, yeah. But uh, Wiccan and uh, Hulkling are basically fighting these things called the progenitors, which are like uh, deity-like beings that are trying to destroy Hala. Uh, and what they're doing, what they can do is they shoot these like beams out of their hands and like you know shoot these things out of their nostrils almost that like like ter- almost terraform a uh, a human like immediately i mean imagine like sprinkling this like dust on a human and turning them into like absolute monstrosities just to see if it would work or if they die um right 
And so uh, this book shows that uh, that Super Scroll, uh, along with the, and I'm going to get this wrong, the Galactic Council, um, is now trying to put together kind of like a like a proactive team, uh, not necessarily the Guardians of the Galaxy, but something that can uh, work kind of within all of the the world systems. And they have a couple different offshoot groups. Like we have, um, we have like uh, Drax is on one team. Quasars on another, Marvel Boys on one, and Philavel. And um, I think it's really interesting. I did not know that this is a thing, but apparently Wendell Vaughn as Quasar now has a thing working like the old days, but he has the quantum bands and he can clack his together just like Rick Jones back in the day, and he switches places with the new Quasar. And so mm-hmm. he is very... Uh, upset because at some point they need to go in for the stealth mission. Apparently there is a um, there's essentially like a group of like uh, radical scrolls, as there always is um, that are like worshipping this thing called the Forgotten Flame and they need to go in yeah. for stealth and then that's when we find out that like you know they're like oh we need somebody stealthy and he's like oh god alright I guess that means me and so he's like upset that he has to keep switching places with, uh, I cannot remember her name, but she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and she was um, she was trained in a lot of stealth op, and that's why they used her, and I thought that was really cool. Um, but essentially, they're going after this, uh, this cult, which is really cool, and um, as they're in the heat of the battle, uh, something mm-hmm. strikes all of them. Like, a mystical energy strikes all of them, and someone takes Wiccan's sword, which is, like, a mystical sword that can cut through pretty much everything, and it's Doctor Doom, and he is kicked off, and he talks about all the time about how he has, um, you know, he goes, you know, the king of space, you're the master of sun, you know, you claim such vast dominions, talking about all the different, you know, guards of the galaxy, and he's like... You know, but I could not lay claim to the light and the void if I wished it. Have I not earned such titles? Like, I've mastered all arts, all scientists, and all secrets, but somehow all I get is a simple nation on a simple planet, and I've only had that title to claim, and all I've ever claimed is Doctor. (laughs) And so he he is coming, and he is pretty ticked off with the Guardians. We don't know why exactly he's there, but we know eventually he will either be an associate of the team or something of the sort. Um, so that was that was focusing on the first team. And I have questions. I need to go back and read through some of the Guardians of the Galaxy books. Because I'm also very confused. Because Star-Lord is apparently like mega powerful right now. And he's considered the master of the sun. And he's got all of these crazy powers. He reminds me of Superman. He's totally shirtless. He's got long hair, big beard. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Apparently, there's a note in the book about checking out um, uh, one through nine of the series. So I'm going to go... Th- this got me intrigued enough that I want to go back and check that out. Um, but yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 13, definitely a pick of, uh, pick of my week. I thought it was very, very entertaining. Uh, I've missed kind of reading Guardians of the Galaxy. The last time I did was actually a Donnie Cates run. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then this book picked up from that. Um, so yeah, um, there's one other book that I wanted to bring up. And uh, it's not necessarily going to be a positive review, unfortunately. Um, okay. But did you read Batman the Detective? 
Yeah, I read it. I felt like that book was a little simple. You know, it's it's about this older Bruce Wayne. There's a bunch of people running around in these white Batman type outfits. Um, Bruce Wayne's an older man. Um, you know, Alfred Alfred is gone. I'm I'm assuming that he might have just passed away from old age. Um, and he's coming across a new uh, knight and squire, and they are trying to determine who is behind all of this. Well, that's the same night from previously. That's the she used to be the she used to be squire. Uh, She's not okay. new. I didn't pick up on that was the same person. Okay, but uh, but yeah, it was it was all right. I I feel like Tom Taylor's stuff for me usually reads better in trade paperback, and I feel like that might be the case here. Like I'm I'm sure I'm gonna end up loving it. I think the art is gorgeous. I think the writing is solid. I just think it just was kind of simple for a first issue. How'd you feel about it? Um, I thought it was fine. Um, these guys are dressed up like Batman, uh, trying to blame Batman for it. Yeah, they're they're um, killing the, the they're killing like previous survivors of disasters that Batman has saved, from what I understand. Yeah, he's like they're killing the people I saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, we, I've seen it before, but I've never seen it for a Batman story, right? So I'm just you know figure out how they go, how far they're gonna go with it. Um, I like the South mo- the, the South monologue with him. I'm older now, but I'm 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 still a fighter, and like I got hit him hard, and he definitely was hitting them people hard because he punched the one dude in the face. It was like, oh shit, like god yeah. damn, like dude went down. He didn't even get up. I was like, yeah, he got him. <laughs> like he's okay. Um, I mean, I like a raw Bruce, and he, you know, obviously he still had access to all his tech because yeah. he, you know he did all that shit, and you know it was kind of cool. But yeah, I can understand what you. I can understand how you say it was basic. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad by any means, and I feel like later on in the series, it will maybe catch my attention a little bit more. I mean, like I said, Tom Taylor usually doesn't steal steer me wrong. I mean, he just came hot off the heels of deceased. Um, so uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's a book I'm still subscribed to. I'm gonna wait and see, and hopefully, it'll continue to impress. Right, yeah. I think it's just uh, for people to um, just jump into and read. It's like a self-contained thing. Yeah, has no no other history other than like some characters anyway. No, like I was telling you about the squire because the original knight died and she took his place. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. I, but all in all, it was pretty good. I mean, for me anyway. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean, there's just so many Batman stories that I have read mm-hmm. recently that like blew me away on like issue one, like White Knight did. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect with this book. They were marketing it really hard and I really liked the creative team on the book. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. I'm not reading any Batman right now. So, um, at least not monthly. So this is going to be a nice, like jump into Batman for me. But, uh, was there any other books that I, that we missed that you wanted to talk about today? Oh, we got, um, well, we got to talk about Venom. Yeah, yeah, you need to catch up on Venom. Yeah, I, I forgot. I talked about it a bit on our last podcast. Um, yeah, well, I read it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I read it. Um, so Venom is now the King of Black. He finally just took a Well, you said it last mm-hmm. time. So one of the big ramifications from that, and a lot of people that I've been talking to have said that Venom is going to disappear for a while. Kind of like how um, Wonder Woman. Johnny Blaze won. Well, well, yeah, Wonder Woman, Johnny Blaze, when he became the king of hell, 
he pretty much was off the map. For, he was off the board yeah. for a little bit. And um, so I think it, it, it makes sense that Venom, Eddie will take a break, you know, now that he doesn't have Kate's writing him. You don't want nobody just to, you know, after this great storyline, this great run with Venom, you have somebody else come on and just like it, piss poor fucking write yeah, it. Listen, it's and a it's whole like, act to follow. When Jason Aaron's run on Thor like ended, it ended on such a definitive note that like if you never read another Thor, Thor book again, it was fine. But then Donny Cates thankfully was able to step up to that plate. I'm wondering what's going to happen with Venom. Right. Well, I think what one of the one of the ramifications from what happened in the story was that um, the one of the, the the dragons agent agent Venom it took over one of the uh, symbiote dragons in the the symbiote place. Let's call it that because I can't remember what the name of the place was called. Yeah. But um, and Venom after he was pre- uh, not possessed, uh, yeah, possessed by the uh, Captain Universe power, he told him, "Hey, remember what happened to Cleo's Cassidy when he came back? Yeah." Go do that too. And he's like, "What? What you mean? Just go do that too." So you see the dragon. You see Flash and the as the dragon fly to his gravesite. He dive bombs into his his uh his burial site, and then five seconds later or so, he puts his hands up through the uh through the grave as Agent Venom. I'm like, oh shit, Agent Venom. They they brought Flash back to life. In which case, I still think he shouldn't have died, but. I guess they hopefully knew that they were going to bring him back, or and, they knew, you know, no one stays, no one stays dead in yeah, the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, it was just long. kind of abrupt too, because like he, they had like a really successful Venom run at the time, and then that ended, and then a few months later, not even, not even in a Venom book, but kind of as like a like an ending to Dan Slott's run, they just kind of like killed him. I mean, I didn't even know what happened until you told me. Yeah, the Green Goblin again, that son of a bitch. Uh, kill it. He, he, he stayed killing my favorite characters. And shit. Uh, like that's why he's it's, it's so fucking annoying. It's so annoying. And shit. I mean, all my all the guys have killed. They they've come back. Yeah. Uh, in in one way and one way or another, we got you know the other world. Grant Stacy. We got uh, Ben Riley as a clone again. Um, kind of now now Flash was on that list. He killed, but now he's back. So it's like you know. It's cool. I mean, as long as he's back, because I always thought he was a great character. Um, I hope in my lifetime, before anything happens to me, that we get to see an Agent Venom. I, you know, a Venom too, and an Agent Venom as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like both of them teaming up and having this event, like this movie, like like the, like we just read with the King of Black. Like, yeah, you know where the symbiotes come from, and and it tie that shit into Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just want like. Some something epic like that that can tie together. Like, wow, I saw that shit before I, I left this earthly plane. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it was really, it's a really good book. Yeah, I I recommend when you know when it's all collected, go out there and get it. Oh mm-hmm. man, so like I, I'm not really the biggest. I was telling my friend today, I'm not really the biggest Venom fan. But Donny Cates put me back into like, oh yeah, I fucks with Venom. Yeah, and this is why Look, I was Eddie Eddie Brock Venom. And this is why I always tell people that, like, these days I can't say I'm, like, a fan of a particular, like, superhero. I'm more fan of writers because, like, again, I really like Donny Cates. And, like, one day I was just like, you know what? I've been hearing nothing but great things about this Venom book. And I'm also, like, not the biggest Venom fan. I think he's really interesting when written well. But, you know, sometimes he's not written very well uh sometimes mm-hmm. just the monster and this this whole series as a whole uh it gave him a lot of depth 
and I like that. Right. Anybody can be a hero, and and they just showed us that mm-hmm. Venom has the potential to be. He could be one of the great mm-hmm. ones, especially now that he got a, he has a son. It's like, look, you know, I, I I'm doing this for my son to make a better world for him, and I like that. And I I kind of you know I I relate to that more than that. I have I have two I have two mm-hmm. boys. I probably said this before on the show, but you know, it's just like I really I I I, I vibe with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Leave the leave the earth a better place for for our family and stuff. And I think that's what he's gonna do. Yeah. And it, maybe his his son will get that hero mantle one day and be like, I'm gonna be a hero too, like my dad. Um. But yeah, all that was cool. Oh, and Toxin's back as well too. Yes. And one of the side stories, and this that story in itself. Was I mean the cloak and dagger? What was that? It was called Planet of the Symbiotes number yes. three. Was it called? Was it called Planet of the yeah, Symbiotes? It was Planet of the Symbiotes. Yep, it was a tie-in to King okay. Black. Plan- yeah, so Planet of the Symbiotes number three had like a, a story with um, cloak and dagger, where cloak was getting enveloped by the darkness of of Noel being on Earth because he, you know, he he blanketed the Earth with darkness, so he was just like all the evil urges was coming to him. And he started to be a little bit more vicious with his villains and I mean the crooks and stuff like yeah. that. Um, nice to see they uh, dumbed down Dagger's costume. Now she looked like Silver Sable, <laughs> but you know whatever. You know, like, I'm not the biggest Cloak and Dagger <laughs> fans. I won't. I won't even lie to you when I said that. Like I read the story, I was like meh, and then I read the second part, and I was like yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. It's like I don't think people don't people don't know how to do them. Like it's because they're definitely like a Romeo and Juliet type thing. Like they was two different people, yeah. and they met each other, and now they stuck with each other forever. Right? They can't stray away from each other, and I don't think anyone understands that. So it's my type of thing. I think honestly, I think a I think a female writer needs to come in and write that story the appropriate yeah. way, because because every time. Anyone writes it is like I like I can't even name a great uh, cloak and dagger story. Yeah, I mean other other than other than their, their origin and when they debuted in Spider Man in the first couple issues of that yeah, miniseries. And as of recently, those are those are pretty recently, cool. Recently, I feel like like events are just uh, a good way, like event tie-ins are just a good way to like throw some characters at the wall and see what sticks, because like. Even just in Planet right. of the Symbiotes on its own, like we got American Kaiju again, which was like a character you never hear from. I think that's like only his like third or fourth appearance. Yeah, apparently Captain America became the the, the Godzilla yeah. character or some shit like that. It was like uh, what? Yeah, I mean we got like a black, <laughs> what a Black Knight one shot for like no reason, but like still that's fine, you know. Like, you know, just, just kind of throwing mm-hmm. some stuff at the wall and just seeing if anybody has any interest. And, I, you know, I applaud them for their effort. I don't think some of it's going to stick. But, right. you know. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that's definitely a pitch that somebody could do for the cloak and dagger. You got to have somebody that, that actually understand that whole, that, that dynamic between those two. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Especially how they first debuted with their, um, they were kidnapped by mobsters who were, who were using, uh, testing superpower drugs on on runaways and like and they survived the trials but they kind of did them like how uh slavery in in slave ships when people would die when the slave master would have the slaves and throw the dead bodies into a Mm -hmm. hole and the cloak and dagger were in that hole but they still they survived and can you imagine just waking up with a bunch of dead bodies around you so that's trauma that's trauma there too like you know what i mean and 
I, I want to see a story when people talk about their trauma. I mean, they've had stories like that, but they really didn't really like this. I think Cloak and Dagger probably would be a great story if it was like a, uh, well, I guess not anymore. The, uh, a Max story. You know what I mean? Like, because they can actually go into in, in depth about the trauma and what happened and what made Tandy run away, what made, uh, I, I can't remember his name. I think his name is Dwayne. Don't Tyrone, quote right? me. But Tyrone, yeah. thank you, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Tyrone, yeah, Tyrone, why he ran away, he was homeless, what was their home life and what, what made them who they were. I mean, the, the only time I was really interested in them was when they were with Dark, Dark X-Men and when yeah. uh, Ty, Tyrone was um, buddy-buddy with Wolverine for like give or take 10 yeah. issues. Which was d- weird. Be like, Cloak is teaming up with Wolverine. What? Like, that's yeah. so weird. But it was good. It was a good run. It was good. I love it. You know, it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe missed opportunity in hindsight, but you know, I think that they would have been all right on the team of New Avengers from the first run. I think they would have worked. Yeah. They would have worked. They're, they might right. have overlooked a bit, but I think that they would have worked with some of the people that were on that team. Shit, just New Avengers in general. Think about the stories they could have done. Yeah. Like, we don't need a Quinjet because Tony doesn't hate Tony doesn't have the money for it. We use cloak. Right. There you go. You know yeah, what I mean? Like that time, it, it, it wasn't that, even that, uh, all right with the Avengers at that point because they were all underground. It would have worked perfectly. Right. Like that it would have I mean, because we saw we saw them use cloak during Civil War because he was essentially the rest the um the uh the 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 uh oh my god what were they called i don't know what you're talking about the the secret avengers oh, okay because he worked for cat yeah, the last in, the last in, big, in yeah. civil war they used he was a transport the transport big story that i remember cloak and dagger having was uh the uh new york being enveloped in um oh god uh secret empire they were the whole reason why Mayor Fisk ended up being mayor in the first place. Because uh, they were the ones that ended up saving the day. And, uh, you know, um, I remember that. That was their last, like, big event that they were in. Because it was, yeah. but they, it was they've all, always like, Wilson Fisk's mm-hmm. plan, as far as I remember. And that's why he got the credit for it. But they did the legwork. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger, they've been around for a long time. It's just, I would like to see them. And, like, it's bad because they're not even on Kokoa, nope. which is weird. You know where else they're but... not? On TV anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, I think that was, that was, that, that, from what I understand, the show was solid. It was just like time slots and shit. You know how that shit works. Yeah. Like, if it was on Disney Plus, I think it probably would be a lot better because then you can watch it when mm-hmm. you want to watch it. You know what I mean? Instead of you got to rush home, oh, I missed it. Fuck. Like, yeah. you know. But anyway, um, so let's talk about. So we did, we did Venom, we did Thor, Spider Man, Guardians. Now let's talk about X Men so we can end this show. Yes, X Men. So X Men had a vote for. We talked about this on a previous show about the X Men being voting for the brand new X Men to join their team after what happened at the X of mm-hmm. Swords event, which our books should be coming next week, Quinn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they had a vote for us to go to marvel.com and you can vote for 10 candidates to be the last member of the team it was armor banshee boom boom old drunk ass boom boom um 
Cannonball, Forge, Marrow, uh, Polaris, uh, Strong Guy, and Sunspot. And Tempo, who I voted for. I voted for Tempo. And I think you oh, voted Sunspot. for yep. Sunspot. You, you voted for Sunspot. So Marvel had the audacity. I love Marvel. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Marvel guy. Today I die. They spoiled panels from their um, Hellfire Club gala event. And they had panels with the two, with the members or the, or, the, or the contingent of the people they were getting voted for, they had panels where where it was like uh, it was armor and uh, marrow. They were talking about, oh yeah, you're in this too. They voting for you, blah blah. blah. Yeah, people vote. It was kind of meta, you know what I mean? They were like, yeah, they voting for you too. Yeah, blah. Yeah, I they they for me. The My powers in, in the book, but we'll see. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could have been. It's, the way I read it, it, I perceived it was being meta and shit because, you know, only people really care about the X-Men or the fans and, or whatever. But because we, we voted for them. So Mara was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I might be a shoo-in for this team. What's the pop? What, you know, what's the, what's the good thing about offense? You know, is having a, a strong pointy bone marrow that can stab somebody with. And she was like, no, actually, I think I might have. Like, it was like a little cool thing. They, they was like arguing about their powers. Like, my power is more offensive. My power is more defensive. She's like, I can get through and kill you. Oh, can you? And then the next panel, it was like, oh, yeah, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> and they were friends and shit. So every panel was different. So it was like boom, boom and tempo. And it was like they were arguing with each other. And Boom Boom was drunk like she always is. She's another one with fucking drama mm-hmm. and shit they needed to talk about. But she she drinks all the time. It's, that's her little thing nowadays. She just always yeah. drunk. And so Tempo was like, yeah, I would really like this chance to, uh, you know, prove myself. And then Boom Boom was like, yeah, we've been around for a while. You know, this we you know everybody always gets second chances. Look at us. We always get second chances. And it was like, and she was like, oh, my God, can I just skip this conversation? So Tempo, like, fast-forwarded time between them talking. And, and then it went to the part where they put the little black bar in the comments. And it was like, yeah, we both lost. Yeah, we lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so the next pairing was Forge and Strong. That one wasn't really that good. I didn't think it was that funny. But Strong Guy and Forge, and he kept, Strong Guy kept saying, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, we, we have a lot between us. Like, you know, we can both have a chance to be on this team. And Forge is like, I've done all the tech on Krakoa. So we can have a nice life on Kokoa. I should be on the team. He's like, yeah, but you know, I'm still a strong shoot. Like I'll, every time he said, every time Forge said something strong, I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm a close second to you though. It's like, <laughs> what? Like you didn't did shit. Like I didn't even know you was on the fucking island. Right. Like, <laughs> and then at the end of the book, it was like, yeah, we lost. They're like, oh yeah, let's let's go get a drink. Forge like, all right, let's go get a drink. <laughs> so then the best one was Bobby and um, Cannonball. So these fools, you know how they are. So like a new mutants when they argue, they bicker with each other because they brothers. They love each other. Um, Bobby's his god. He bought he Bobby's Sam's son or uh, uh, child's godfather. Uh, it's it's a beautiful relationship they have, and I love that they still have that same relationship. Unfortunately, Sam didn't marry Boom Boom. That might be part of the issue that why she's drinking and shit. Mm. But um, but they had an argument like, yeah, I'm a field leader. He said, "Dude, I'm pretty." Like Bobby's like, "Dude, I'm a, I'm, I'm a millionaire, uh, or I'm rich, I'm handsome, uh, I, I lead aim. Why wouldn't they have me on the team? The popularity in itself will put the X Men to the next, the next level." And then he was like, "So you think you're better than me? 
No, bro, I ain't saying you're better. You know, just like I do better things than you do. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's fucking cold and shit. So they walk away. And then at the end of the book, they like, at the end of the panel, you see them arguing with each other. And they try to find Gene, but Cyclops like, we're not doing this here, gentlemen. We're not doing this here. Like, Gene, tell us which one is better. Which one of us is the best one? Which one is the best one? <laughs> but they both lost and shit. And then the final panel with Polaris and um, Polaris and, and uh, Banshee, and they're talking, and it's like, they have a nice conversation with each other. They're talking about, like, yeah, we've been, in the ex- we've been around these people for so long. You know, it's just like, I, I thought people were, I thought they would want, want my dad on the team. And then Banshee was like, hell, I thought they would want my daughter on the team. So they had like this little moment yeah. with each other because they had family members that had been X-Men before. Mm. And it was like, you know, you'll make a great member of the team. And she's like, you know, you'll make a great member of the team. And they drink. And then the next panel is when everybody got over to Lorna and like, congratulations, Lorna, congratulations. That sounds like a whole book. <laughs> well, this all takes place on the uh, Hellfire Gala book that's oh, not out yet. I'm saying it sounds like they spoiled the whole book. <laughs> oh, they really did. I mean, I- I'm sure some other shit is going to happen because you see the other team members too. And I'm about to get to that part. You find it because remember, they didn't show, you can only vote for one member that was going to be on the team. But the other team members are going to be, um, let me pull my notes up. The other team members, because they revealed the the, um, the cover, who's going to be on the team, who's doing the art for it. The team is Rogue. So she's coming off Excalibur or she's staying on Excalibur, one or the other. Cyclops, Wolverine, X-23 Wolverine. Wait, both, both Wolverines? Jean Grey. Okay. No, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just stating his X twenty three Wolverine because she took her name back finally. Thank God. Um, Jean Grey, Sink. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, Sink, Polaris, and Sunfire, and on the fucking cover, Quinn, the fucking cover, dude, the cover they're fighting somebody, right? <laughs> My boy Sink. Is doing three different powers at one time. He's doing Cyclops. Oh, how we missed that comics collective group. Oh, dude, I just like that's why when I called you back to to start the podcast, I was like, it popped up on my phone. Like, yeah, the cover for X Men number one. I was like, oh Oh, shit, (laughs) yeah, the new X Men book that's coming out. That's what I was talking about. the brand new X Men. I thought by new book meant like just the new team with the same numbering. So they're what not gonna have the X Men book girl going that's currently happening, or are they gonna have both running? I think that book's gonna turn to X Core. No, X Core is a miniseries. Well, the new book is gonna have a new number one. Interesting. Okay. All right. Are so, you know what? So on the cover, they got sense because this new X Men or this X Men book that's out with like what eighteen issues now. Has been more about right. mutantdom as a whole, I guess. Where this book is focuses on a team, I guess. Yeah. So, and then then your boy is going off to write another book that's still secret that we don't know about yet. Is he is he writing the new X Men number one? No, oh. Gary du- Jerry Dugan is. Hmm. But he's going off to do another X Men book, and what people were read people were saying in the comments with the, everybody else that didn't get picked are going to be that new team that he's writing. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't want to no, say it's I'm, true I, or not. I know, but, but that would make sense. Because 
that's Jonathan Hickman. He he doesn't do anything that you expect ever. <laughs> we don't know, but it it makes a lot of sense because at the end of the book, at the end of the story, what I, what I was reading, they were all everybody everybody was on that side that wasn't on the team, but drinking together, and the other side they were drinking together. Hmm. So we don't know yet. Um, because you know these characters that they, they, they weren't picked are characters that you wouldn't expect to be together. Yeah. Well. And then I, and I lo- and I love Cannibal. I kept saying I'm a team leader. I'm a team leader. Like, hmm. Like why do you keep saying I'm a team leader? <laughs> it's just like you're so weird. He kept saying it. But we don't know, so we'll find out. But anything Hickman, I was kind of wary of Hickman back in the day when it, it was first brought up because I I really was not a fan of his Avenger stuff. Oh man, I was a big um, fan of that. But this X Men shit, he, he def well. He, you know, he, I guess, I, I can tell he knows his X-Men shit, though. That's the, that's why I like him. Yeah. Um, Avengers of it, like, he was just doing, like, this space-born Avengers story, but it really have no ties to anything in the past or anything, but this X-Men shit is, like, all tied to different mm-hmm. things. Um, but, like, the the part about the cover that, 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 uh, that tripped me out was, like, because Sink's powers now has changed. They, uh, with a evol- uh, evolved, uh, evolved, excuse me, evolved, and like he was doing Cyclops eye blast. He had pol- he was using his right hand to use Polaris's um, uh, mag- magnetism, and his left hand he was like doing like I think it was uh, Sunfire's Sun Sunfire's uh, heat blast out the other hand. I was like, wow, yes, yeah, so like Sunfire, they really going to be place. unbeatable. Right, they, they 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 will sink on the team. It's going to be very interesting because then he can take like because you know you know he's going to be trying he's going to be near uh uh he's going to be near Wolverine because they they they're going to try to do that little relationship mm-hmm. with them too. Uh, Jean's probably going to be talking to Wolverine because you know she cares about it. That's why she was on her X Men Red team. Um, Rogue, Rogue is the one that's like. Okay, like I didn't, I didn't expect Rogue to be on this team. It was weird because she's with her husband on Excalibur, and I thought like she really didn't want to be, you know, separated from him right now. But I guess she's she's there. But yeah, this team looks like it's going to be a hard team. I'm definitely going to try to uh, build me a little HeroClix team with these guys on it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, all in all, it was really good. I liked it. I can't wait till the book comes out. So all this is going to take place. Uh, coming soon because right now the X Men book is not on a high, well. I guess now a hiatus. it's just being delayed. I mean, Hick, Hick, Hickman is yeah, notoriously, notoriously late. Yeah, because he got so many things he does. I mean, it's cool that he does it, but I, I can wait because it's not like he's a piss poor uh, no, writer yeah. like some other people when they be when they fucking late and you get the book like this shit right. I waited for his stuff. I'm like. All this shit tied together, and I like it. Like he got his little writer room, and they all are together. That's how you know what I mean? Work all the time. <laughs> but exactly, that's how it should be. Like back in the day when X Men, not X Men, but like when Marvel had like Jim Shooter and shit, he always had continuity around his shit. Um, a lot of people don't like Jim Shooter because his his his, yeah. his demeanor. But at least back in the day, he had like people were like, oh yeah. This, this made sense because this was a netbook, and then that was a netbook, and it was this book, and that's that was cool because that's how you because it it makes you go buy other books. Yeah, you know what I mean. And all the all the X Men books are like that. Every X Men book is good. I think I'm thank God they got rid of that one book with the uh, uh, Psylocke 
the, not the, the Quanin book when she was like some kind of deaf ninja type thing. I'm, I'm glad that book wasn't that good. It was her, X-23, and Cable. It wasn't a good book. I can't even remember the name of it. That's how bad it was. Mm. But um, other than that, that's all, though. Yeah. So. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, no, I think we should. I uh, think I think we can leave it there. Uh, there's lots of good comics coming out, so yeah, look out for the next episode. We're gonna be talking shop on comics. Um, but yeah, go right, out right. there, support your local comic book store, as I always say. Right, do that, do that, do <laughs> that, do that. But all in all, hope y'all guys enjoy your weekend. Today is April sixteenth, two thousand twenty-one.